0: With the recent conflict between Israel and Hamas, the world has seen a rise in anti-Semitism. Hamas leaders have recently declared the war with Israel will never end. Will we ever see peace in the Middle East? Does the U.S. support Israel? We will be joined by the spokesperson of Israeli Foreign Affairs, Liar Hiat, to talk about all of this and more. You don't want to miss our very special guest. Stay tuned. Welcome to Into the Age. I'm Vince Stiegall here with Doug Norvell. We're very excited about today's show. We want to talk to you. If you have questions, comments about the subject matter, we would love to chat with you. Does the U.S. support Israel? We'll be talking about all things Israel today. Give us a call at 1-877-N-TIME. It's one 877 363 Eight four six three. We look forward to chatting with you. However, today you're not just going to be stuck with Doug and I. We actually have a very special guest, which we're very excited about. Um, I'm gonna—I messed up his name, and I apologize for that, Lior. But it's Lior Hyatt. And he is the spokesperson for the Israeli foreign Affairs. So we're really excited to be talking with him. We're going to just ask him some questions that, that uh, we all want to know here, that you all wanted to know. Um, we don't always get to see what's happening on the ground in Israel, so we want to know. He's there in Israel. He's in Jerusalem. What is happening with the uh, recent turmoil between Israel and Hamas? So what's happening right now? Um, What do you say to people that claim that the Palestinians uh, have that land? We're going to hear it straight from someone that represents the Israeli government. We're going to ask him about the Temple Mount and what the greatest obstacle to peace is in the Middle East. So we're looking forward to that conversation here in a few minutes. It's going to be after the break. Uh, Before we get there, Doug, how excited are you about this? that You get to talk to somebody other than me.
1: Well, I'm pretty pumped. <laughs> it's pretty exciting just because of who we're talking to and, and like you said, having somebody who's living there in Israel that can give us a perspective uh, from, uh, you know, actually being there every day, day after day and knowing what's happening. Plus he works for the government, so.
0: That's kind of a big deal. It's not yeah. just that he lives there, it's, right. he's got the inside scoop. Yes, he does. And so it's, it, I, I don't know who to liken it to here, maybe the press secretary or. I don't know if that would be an appropriate.
1: Uh, we'll have to circle back for that one. Oh, circle back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i got to get focused. Yes. Okay. Um,
0: before we get to that, though, we do want to hit an article that's very important. Uh, we are going to take your calls later on, one eight seven seven 877 end time one The first article we want to touch on is from Israel um, uh, How do you say that again? I messed that up.
1: I, I'm not talking well about I would say Israel Hayam. Well, but, that's a I mean, lot that's better. That's however you want to say it.
0: Okay. The title of the article is Hamas Leader, leader. <laughs> I'm in trouble, Battle Against Israel to Continue Forever. In one of his first interviews since coming out of hiding, Hamas, Gaza leader, predicted the ongoing conflict with Israel was not going to end. The battle between us and Israel will continue forever, he told Vice mm-hmm. News. Echoing the general Palestinian terrorist group's radical approach to any form of reconciliation with the Jewish state, he went on to explain he could not see peace ever being a real possibility because Israel was occupying our land, displacing our people, confiscating land, and attacking sacred places. It's going to be interesting to hear Leor's uh, perspective on a question uh, in that regard. Several weeks ago, Sinwar, his name uh, completely disappeared from the public eye during the 11-day flare-up with Israel which began after Hamas fired rockets on Israeli cities. Throughout the Operation Guardian of the Walls, as Israel has called the campaign against Hamas, he has no—he was nowhere to be seen, emerging only after the ceasefire had been declared. That's a, probably a strategic move on his part, and very wise, I would say.
1: Yeah, probably
0: so. Uh, Israel is, is pretty good at... at uh, Pinpointing their targets. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. In his interview to Vice News, he explained that Hamas entered the latest round of violence to deliver a message to the Israelis. Just a message all but confirming he had failed to anticipate the full-fledged hostilities that erupted following the first rocket attack on Israeli cities in mid-May. We just wanted to send a message to the Israelis that we will not allow them to take over Alaska Mosque, Jerusalem, or the Sheikh jara neighborhood in the Israeli capital. He said this is what will define the near future after being
1: asked if another escalation was just around the corner. Yeah. So I, I find it interesting that he had to come out of hiding to make these threats against Israel. But I understand because, like we talked about, they do have uh, some pretty good precision weaponry that they use there, and they could probably fly a drone over there, and that might be the end of him. So. Well, you
0: were talking about a drone, and we probably don't want to get into that. No, but, the, not, the but The drone that went kind of rogue this, yes, this it weekend did. in error. Yeah. Um, but I think it's interesting just that, you know, he's saying that, we're never going to be at peace. Mm-hmm. We're ready to battle. And we'll, we'll, that's going to be what defines
1: the near future. Well, so like, what worries me is the people, it's like they have no voice. The Palestinian people, I would like to know what their perspective is of it instead of hearing this leader say there was never going to be peace. They were always going to be fighting Israel. So what, what, from what we understand, yeah. you know, we we would suggest that
0: many of the people that live in that area would definitely prefer peace. Yeah. But they don't have a voice. They're they're run by a radical perspective, and then of course I, I can't speak personally because I don't know. Right. Um, but it would seem like you wouldn't want to go up against a um,
1: an opponent that is much stronger than you are. Yeah. Well, and then we also know that Iran is you know feeding them weaponry and uh, supplying you know missiles for them and giving them like. You know, these little pep talks about, you know, how they're going to support Hamas to erase Israel from the land forever.
0: Well, so, you know, in talking about this and what we know about the bat- the coming battle of Armageddon, yeah. um, maybe that's what gives them their confidence is that they're backed by some very, very powerful people, yeah. very powerful countries, and therefore they don't care who's going to go up against because they think,
1: death is a reward and we're ready for death and we don't even think we're going to die right well that's why it's going to take the lord to step in and intervene because they will they'll have all the armies of the world coming against israel that tiny little country but the lord god is going to step in and fight for them and we know there's peace coming in
0: spite of what he says
2: yeah absolutely
0: we've talked about that a lot yeah uh we're going to talk about it a little with Lior, want to know what the obstacles are with peace, and it'll be interesting to see his perspective, since he does have that inside scoop. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's had conversations on a very high level about the Abraham Accords with Benjamin Netanyahu mm-hmm. and others. and yeah. So he's going to offer a perspective that there's we couldn't get anywhere else. So right. uh, you definitely want to stay tuned for that, Lior Hayet. He's a spokesperson for the Israeli Foreign Affairs. He'll be joining us after the break. Don't go anywhere. In fact, if you're on Facebook, share this as many times as you can. Hit the heart button. Help us get the message out. We're about to talk to Lior Hayet who's a spokesperson for Israeli foreign affairs. You don't want to miss this conversation. Very excited of the perspective he's going to bring. Give us a call. We'd love to talk to you about the topic today. 1-877-END-TIME, one 363
2: 8463 We look forward to be joined by Lior Hayat after the break. Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Volume 1, Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the Book of Revelation with in depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10 part definitive DVD series and 268 page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the Book of Revelation, featuring on location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations you'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book, answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of Revelation. Don't miss this special offer. Call now, 1-800-END-TIME, or go to endtime.com to order. Call or go online now to get this comprehensive Bible study.
3: Go online now. Visit endtime.com.
0: Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Please give us a call. We'd love to chat with you. The number is 1-877-END-TIME, 363 8463 we don't want to delay it any longer. We're so excited to have Lior Hayet here with us, spokesperson for Israeli foreign affairs. Uh, we're going to bring him right on before we do. Make sure to share this video. Tell all your friends to join in. Lior, welcome to End of the Age.
4: Shalom, everyone. Shalom from Jerusalem. It's a pleasure to be with you.
0: Now, Lior, um, could you just explain to everyone who you are, what you do, so uh, our, our viewers can know a little bit more about you?
4: So, as you said, my name is Lior. I'm the spokesperson of the Israeli Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Uh, I've been uh, doing this job for the last year and a half. Uh, I I served as a diplomat in uh, Argentina, in uh, Spain, and lately in Miami as a Consul General of Israel to Florida, Alabama, and Mississippi. And I came back just to be the spokesperson of the Israeli Ministry of Foreign Affairs.
0: Wonderful. So... What's a normal day look like for you, then? What what, what do you kind of do?
4: <laughs> there isn't a normal day when you're a spokesperson. Every day is different. Uh, I've uh, Just a short story. A few months ago, I got a call from my uh, director general uh, in the middle of the night uh, saying, Lior, is your passport ready? And I told him, this is COVID time. Where could I go? And he said, no, I want you to go to Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. It was a few days before we signed the abraham accords and i was the, on the advance team uh, of the israeli ministry of foreign affairs to abu dhabi and i've been uh, uh, i've received the first delegation uh, coming from israel with a direct flight uh, later a few months later i visited bahrain and morocco and that was part of the the spokesperson of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, uh, achieving peace in the Middle East, obviously with a lot of help from the uh, U.S. and the, the Trump administration. And over the last few weeks, we've been dealing with the uh, terror attacks and the uh, missile and rockets uh, launching from the Gaza Strip to Israel. So my days uh, began very early in Jerusalem, uh, some of them even in the shelter, and and others just uh, going and doing interviews and uh, trying to show uh, the Israeli upon you uh, to uh, listeners and viewers around the world.
0: Well, um, you know, here at End Time we have some crazy days as well and uh, it doesn't quite compare to your days, but th- ours aren't predictable either. So we kind of know what you're going through there. Um, I-, I can't wait on the day uh, for them to call me and say, hey, we need you to get to Ad- Abu Dhabi really quickly. So <laughs> I'll be looking forward to that. Leor, we in the U.S. don't always hear what's happening on the ground in Israel as it really is happening. So what's actually happening between Israel, Hamas, and the Palestinians?
4: Well, it's basically very simple. Hamas is a terror organization that, about uh, three weeks ago, started uh, a terror attack on Israel, launching missiles and rockets uh, from the Gaza Strip uh, to the Israeli cities, starting with the uh, Jerusalem, the Israeli the capital of Israel, and then to other cities in the. Uh, uh, around the Gaza Strip and even to Tel Aviv Uh, uh, and uh, over the the two weeks or almost two weeks of the Operation Guardian of the Walls there was there were over 4,000 missiles and uh, it's very important to mention every missile is a terror attack. Every rocket that was uh, uh, been launched from the Gaza Strip is a double uh, a war crime because they are launching the, um, uh, those missiles towards Israeli citizens, which is a war crime, and they are launching it from the centers of cities in, in the Gaza Strip, which is another war crime. So we are talking about thousands of war crimes that the Hamas terrorists uh, uh, made in the last uh, those uh, eleven days of the operation. Uh, the, our goal was very clear: we had to stop the uh, rocket launching. From Towards Israel and to hit the terror infrastructure of the Hamas uh, terror organization in Gaza. This is uh, not only the right of every country to defend its citizens, but also the duty of the government to do everything possible to make uh, uh, to create a reality where the, the citizens are safe.
1: What what do you say to the claims that the land belongs to the Palestinians there? We hear that a lot in our media, saying that Israel is occupiers. Uh, So what would you say to our listeners about those claims that the land belongs to the Palestinians?
4: We cannot occupy what is ours. (laughs) This this land belongs uh, to the Jewish people. For, for over 33,000 uh, years ago, and uh, from more than 3,000 years. And uh, this is funny because that, uh, we have historical evidence. We have a, a, a very important book that tells you about it. It's called the Bible. And, uh, and we have the, the Jews never left this land. It's true that there is another people living here, the Palestinians, but it doesn't mean that we have no claims over uh, this land. Our, our history, my history, my family's history is in uh, this land. And uh, unfortunately, the media is uh, presenting uh, some of these uh, those so-called facts that are very different from reality. Right. In, in my personal story, my family was living in Israel, in the land of Israel for the last 5,500 years, sorry, from the four, 15th century. Wow. Uh, I don't think that anyone can say I'm an occupier in, in this land. We are the indigenous people of the land of Israel. We never left Israel. And even the people that lived outside of Israel never they cut off their contact with Israel. As you may know, Jews, eh, everywhere around the world, say every, three times a day, they're hoping for next year to be in Jerusalem. This is the essence of being Jews. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And we, Doug and I actually just did a program walking people through the Old Testament and how this land does belong to the Jews and the children of Abraham. And so uh, we're very much on board with what you just said, and, and uh, that's, that's how we see it as well. Now, you just mentioned you went to Abu Dhabi. How's the conflict that, that we see happening right now affecting the agreements with other nations that signed the Abraham Accords?
4: Uh, We were very surprised to see that uh, those uh, uh, new uh, peace agreements are uh, staying strong and on course, even though we had a conflict with the terrorist organization in Gaza. We actually heard from a lot of people in the in the Gulf countries, in the the UAE and Bahrain, that they consider Hamas to be a terror organization that is not only attacking Israel, but it's also a threat to the, the the Muslim countries in the Middle East. It's part of the Muslim Brotherhood. The Brotherhood is a threat to the stability of many countries in the Middle East, and they have no doubt that they would have done the same thing if they were to be attacked by a terror organization.
1: That's that's a good fact to know that they're on your side and they understand the struggle that you have there. Uh What would you say is not commonly known about the Abrahamic Accord that you wish people understood about it?
4: I think that there are a few things that we should mention here. I I started talking about the importance of the uh, Trump administration uh, and the role they played in uh, putting those uh, Abraham Accords forward. But uh, the fact is that we, as the, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, had contacts with a few Arab countries in the last two decades. Uh, we've been working with them under the radar. We've been creating the infrastructure uh, for future peace. And Abraham McCor just took uh, the lead off it and, uh, and put it in daylight. And since then, we are working together with our new partners and, uh, and uh, walking towards a better future. For the Middle East, a, a, a more stability and more prosperity, not only for our people and theirs, but for the entire region.
0: I guess from your perspective, um, and maybe, maybe the perspective of foreign affairs in general, what, if you're willing to share both or if, they, if they're the same, what's the greatest obstacle to peace in the Middle East?
4: I think terrorism is... And it's not just the, the terrorism that is being directed at Israel in the last few days. We're talking about a, Islam, a radical Islam terrorist organization that are trading a lot of countries. In many cases, in most cases, they have a Iran standing behind them. And if I had to pinpoint one of the main obstacles, or the main obstacle for stability and peace in the Middle East, I would say it's Iran. Iran is a, a radical regime that is a, a tre- a, threatening all the or the, or the stability of the entire region. They are developing nuclear weapons. They are developing the long-range uh, missile systems. And they're supporting and financing a terror organization all around the world all around the middle east sorry.
0: now you don't you didn't mention anything about the temple mount do you Do you not feel like i mean obviously you probably do, but I know there's lots of conflict around the temple mount is is does that come into play at all
4: no i I think that the temple Mount shouldn't be a reason or an obstacle for to peace it should be. Uh, On the other way around, we think that uh, uh, part of the stability of this in Jerusalem should be that this is an open city uh, under the the control of Israel. Every person of faith, it doesn't matter from which religion, could come to Jerusalem and exercise his traditions, whether it's Jewish, Christian, Muslim, or any other faith. And Israel is very proud of our freedom of religion and freedom of worship that we exercise day in, day out in Jerusalem. And this is our not only our goal; it is our responsibility. We understand the importance of the city of Jerusalem. We understand the importance of each and every stone in that city, and we, and unlike other times in the past when Israel controls it, it since Israel controls the city of the entire city of Jerusalem in, in since 1967 this city is an open city for all faith and all people of faith and this is an important message to the world Jerusalem should be a center for peace and not a center for conflict and I really believe that this from it, it, there is a say in the Bible that says, from Zion the law will come, and from the Jerusalem peace will emerge. That's so, the second part is mine. <laughs> so the, for the Jews to honor
0: their tradition, there would need to be a temple mount. Or there, excuse me, The temple need to, mount need
4: to, is there. There would need to be
0: a temple, excuse me.
4: Well, this is a religious uh, issue and a geopolitical one. uh, I think that uh, the importance of the city of Jerusalem is uh, not only by by the buildings that are there, but the faith that is within us. I think that a day will come and the third temple will be a physical one or a spiritual one. Uh, But the issue is that we want people to be able to go to those places. Those places are part of our history. We, uh, whether we are Jews, whether we are Christians, or whether we are Muslims, and we do understand the importance of those places for all. Now, I've I've spoken with several rabbis,
0: and I've asked them, um, because of the Alaska Mosque, obviously there's some structural situation there for the third temple potentially so I asked what if you could build it uh, build the third temple without, without the outer courts and the rabbis have told me well we would be willing to do that but we're Jews and we want it, we'll want it all eventually um, is that I guess from a non-religious perspective would, would you, your opinion be the same that you all would be okay with a temple that didn't have the outer courts
4: I have to tell you I'm not a a rabbi and I can't speak for as a a spiritual I'm talking as an Israeli and as an Israeli I think that it's very important for us to be able to go to those places Uh, I remember taking family coming from abroad to the Western Wall in Jerusalem understanding how for years they've dreamt of coming to this place, to- touching those stones. This is an, a, a spiritual a experience that you can't even describe uh, with words. Uh, I'm, uh, I wouldn't talk about the building of the third temple. I don't think it's a, a realistic to, to, for the near future. Obviously, as a part of the Jewish people, this is part of our belief. But we also have to think of the reality on
0: the ground. Leor, we are coming up on a break. Would you mind sticking through and um, answering a few more questions for us? I apologize for no the delay. All right. Well, we will be taking your calls after this break. Give us a call at one eight seven seven End Time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the H Plus in the App Store or Google Play.
5: If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button.
0: Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Vince Diegal here with Doug Norvell and special guest Lior Hiat. Lior, we're so glad to have you on End of the Age. Uh, Lior is the spokesperson for the Israel Foreign Affairs, and it's, it's been an honor chatting with you, and thank you for agreeing to stay for a little bit longer.
4: Thank you so much for having me.
1: All right, we'll pick it right back up, Doug. Lior, let me ask you, do you feel like the United States and the current administration support Israel, and if so, Why?
4: I think that the relationship and the the alliance between the U.S. and Israel goes beyond one administration or other. And uh, it it goes to the creation of the modern state of Israel in 1948. I don't know how many of your uh, audiences uh, knows that uh, 11 minutes after the declaration of independence of Israel in May 1948, 11 minutes after, the United States recognized the, the, the new state. And it was an amazing, just to think about it. It's amazing just to think about it because it wasn't in time of cell phones nor any other kinds of communication. They actually called Washington and told them there's a new state that the Jews just declared in Israel, in the land of Israel and uh, the United States immediately recognized it. And since then we had uh, very good relations with different administration. Uh, Some of them were more supportive of Israel, some of them less, but all of them uh, were committed to the the security of the state of Israel. In different levels, we don't have any better friend than the United States. It doesn't matter who's in power in Washington and who's in power in Jerusalem. This is an important part of our national security, the alliance with the U.S. administration and with the United States as a whole. We cherish the support that we get, not only from the political level, but also from people... Uh, uh, On the streets, supporting Israel, praying for Israel, this is a very important part of our uh, day-to-day support that we get from the American people.
0: Now, Lior, we've talked about a lot of different topics uh, so far. Uh, Why should Americans, most of our audience are Americans, why, why should they know or care about any of what we've discussed
4: I think this is a part of being a, the, the, the common uh, the goals that Israel and the United States is, uh, have. This is an important part of being a, a Israeli is to uh, support the United States. It's an important part for the United States to understand what's going on in Israel. And if your allies, which means the Israelis, are under a terror attack, I think that they. Uh, The Americans should know about it and should act about it and that should do anything possible in order to help Israel defend itself. And this is what uh, this creation did and we are grateful for the support that we got all through this operation from the Biden administration. We uh, We work together, we talk in different levels. There were a few talks between Benjamin Netanyahu, the Prime Minister and President Biden and between the uh, uh, Foreign Minister Ashkenazi and the Secretary of State and in other levels in order to secure the Israeli position in international forums and in the, the UN and especially in the Security Council.
0: Well, I can tell you that as an American and as a Christian, uh, me and my family, we are praying for the peace of Jerusalem. We are praying for you all. Um, and we are very interested in knowing about everything that you have talked about with us so far today and I know Doug uh, feels the same way one last question for you if you don't mind Um, we've teamed up with the Jewish agency here at End Time there's been many of our partners who have teamed up with us to donate to help Jews to make Aliyah to make Israel their home again why is it important for Jews to make Aliyah? The,
4: The soul goal of the creation of the Jewish state is for Jews to be able to be in a place that they can feel at home any day, any time. Unfortunately, for 2,000 years, our uh, uh, the Jewish people was uh, living in different places. They didn't rule themselves and they were in the, uh, under the mercy of different rulers. Some of them decided that they'll uh, expel the Jews. Some of them decided that they'll protect the Jews, but the Jews did not have a say. Israel, the state of Israel, changed all of it. We are the ones, we are the masters of our faith and we will control it. And the only way we do that is, first of all, by having Jews coming to Israel and secondly, having this uh, coalition of supporters around the world. And this is why we are so grateful and we appreciate so much the support that we get from the uh, Christian communities. This is not just the praise, prayers. The fact that the, the Christian communities around the U.S. and around the world are with us day in and day out. They pray for us, but they also act on it. They talk to their elected officials about it. And they make the change the changes the fact that the us decided to move its embassy from tel aviv to our capital to jerusalem a few years ago is part of it is a result of the action of the Jewish, christian communities and we will forever be grateful for that
0: well, Lior, we've, we've appreciated you coming on with us. We've kicked it right off. It feels like you're a, fri- a longtime friend of the show. We hope to be able to have you back again uh, perhaps soon, and uh, we really enjoyed our conversation today.
4: Thank you. And, my uh, again, uh, 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 I want to send my appreciation to all your audience. This is an important uh, message that we get from you of your support, and I would I'm looking forward to the times that will the COVID crisis will be over and you all could come back and visit us. There's nothing like a first visit to Israel. The only thing that is Comes close to it is the second visit to Israel. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I am looking forward to having my
0: second visit to Israel. I've been one time in 2009. My family has been hundreds of times collectively. But uh, yeah, I can't wait. And, and hopefully, maybe we can meet up with you while we're there.
4: For sure. I'm here in Jerusalem waiting for you.
0: All right. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Lior.
4: Thank you. And shalom from Jerusalem.
1: Shalom. shalom. Well, Doug. That was awesome. That was pretty incredible. What was your favorite part? Uh, there were a lot of things that he talked about that we talk about on a daily basis. Um, you know, from a, a prophetic standpoint, he talked about uh, the Temple Mount and how uh, Israel is... They have this freedom of religion and that everybody um, should be able to visit those religious sites, mm-hmm. you know, respectfully, no matter what religion you are. Well, you know, we know... Um, you know, from Revelation 11 that there is going to be a temple on that temple mount eventually. There's going to be a physical temple there uh, that, you know, I mean, John was told to measure not only the temple, but the altar and the worshipers there. So we know there's going to be worship going on there, all those things. And he he kind of touched on that. So that's... uh, It's important to note, too, that he's speaking as the spokesperson of foreign affairs. Right.
0: And we're speaking... Uh, from the perspective of current events through a lens of bible prophecy, right. and so we might have some differing of opinion right um, and he he did allude to a spiritual temple mount right uh, or rather a spiritual temple, and of course, we teach that there will be a physical temple right. um, and there 's plenty of people who don 't think there 'll be a physical temple, but you know we'll we 'll walk you through the scriptures to show you. Um, where that is. And so, um, you know, we had a lot of people in the chat and then, of course, questioning, you know, shouldn't it be a physical temple? There's measurements and, you know, so forth. And so we kind of wanted to hit on that, too.
1: Well, and then, you know, he also has to be politically correct in what he's saying, too. He's got to watch what he says, because if he says, oh, yeah, there's going to be a physical temple there you know that could cause all kinds of turmoil for his government right now with all the tensions being on the temple mount right now and him saying yeah there's gonna be a physical jewish temple there one day uh, like he said, I'm, <laughs> I like his answer. I'm, well, I'm not a rabbi. So he couldn't <laughs> answer with authority there. But we do have that scripture. And so you want me to, to sure. take some people we down through time, there so yeah. they see it? All right. So Revelation 11, 1 and 2 was the scripture I was referring to. And it says, uh, And there was given me a, rod, a reed like unto a rod. And the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. But the court, which is without the temple, leave out and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city shall be tread underfoot for forty and two months. So it lets us know that there's going to be a sharing arrangement there, just kind of like what he was talking about, everybody respectfully being able to go there. But we know there's going to be a physical temple because of the words that are used there about the altar and the worshippers therein, saying they're inside this Temple. Now, remember that the Jewish people there, Vince, they don't recognize Jesus as their Messiah. They don't know that our bodies are the temple of God and His Holy Spirit dwells in us. Now, they're looking for their Messiah, mm-hmm. so they believe they need to have this temple. And we just see in Scripture that they will be able to accomplish that eventually. And then Second Thessalonians is one of the ones that really lets us know this because that Scripture lets us know um, in. Verse three. I'll just start there. It says, "Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, and or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So you can't set in a, a spiritual temple. He's mm-hmm. going to be setting in a physical temple, and he's going to declare that he's God and to be worshipped as God. Uh, We also know from Daniel 11, um, verse 31 and 36, it reiterates that same point. He'll stop the animal sacrifice. He'll cause the... uh, abomination of desolation, and he'll declare that he is God in the temple. So it lets us know those things in several different places. And in the
0: that's why we're so confident there will be a physical temple. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it, it's, hard to, it's hard to know how we're going to get from where we are today to that point, but there's no denying uh, the scriptures. And of course, a lot of the folks in Israel are not going to reference the New Testament. they They read the Old Testament. And so uh, there's some details there that they they don't have, and uh, that would be perhaps why an opinion would, would be that it would be a spiritual temple. But we certainly teach there will be a physical temple. We feel like, as Doug's read here, that that's undeniable at this point. So, yes, there will be a physical temple. And uh, I look forward to seeing it be built and seeing how things develop because uh, we know that when that starts happening, the second coming of Jesus Christ... It's just around the corner, so we're really excited about that. We do want to take your calls. We have some lines that are open. Um, give us a call to ask us any questions, make some statements about anything Leor said or what we've said. We're happy to join in to have a conversation. The number to do that is one eight seven seven end time one eight seven seven three six three. 8463. Also, if you are on Facebook, keep sharing. That will help us out a lot. Uh, You may have some folks on your timeline that aren't able to watch it right this moment in the live session, but it'll still be there for them when they get off work later tonight. They're scrolling through, catching up with social media. So if you share it now, it could have an impact for days with people that, that you're connected with. So share it. Hit the heart button instead of the thumbs up. It helps us a little bit more. We'd certainly appreciate it. All right. Well, on the other side of the break, we are going to take your calls. We have a few calls in the queue, and there's room there for more. So give us a call, one eight seven seven in time. Uh, we'll get into your calls, and if, if uh, we have some time, we'll cover a few more news stories that are very important with what Lior has talked to us about. So we look forward to chatting with you, One eight seven seven in time one 363 8463
5: Most of us walk around day by day, blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com.
0: Welcome back to Into the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We are excited today to have Lior Hayat with us, spokesperson for the Israeli Foreign Affairs. It was a great conversation with him. and We look forward to several more. We, we talked a little bit earlier, and uh, he said he'd be willing to come back with us and um you know maybe become a recurring guest who knows what will happen and like he did mention when we're in Israel next time we can meet up with him and it would be a great uh, addition to the tour Doug to be yeah. able to uh have dinner with him or who knows what we it could really do really would. i mean he's uh,
1: he's awesome guy very nice
0: maybe get uh Benjamin Netanyahu to speak to our group. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, exclusive, <laughs> exclusive conversations with the End Time Israel tour. Learn more about that at endtime dot com slash Israel. I, I did want to let you know that um, we we asked him why Americans should care about what we've discussed, and he gave a great answer to that. And it's it's um, to me, it's important to remind us at this point why Reclaim America is so important. Um, you know we. We survive off of donations from partners. Um, we don't receive government grants. We don't do any of what a lot of other people do, not that there's anything wrong with what they do. I'm just saying we, we've we been built on partner support through prayers, through financial gifts. One one campaign that we do every two years is the Reclaim America campaign, where we subscribe all of our lawmakers and American thought leaders. And so they get in Time magazine for two whole years for $40 dollars. Your lawmaker in your uh, state will get End Time Magazine for two whole years. Well, the stuff that we've talked about today, you don't hear about on Fox News. You don't hear about it on CNN. They don't read about it in the Wall Street Journal or anything like that. They are getting this information from places like End Time. And so we think it's critical that they get End Time magazine because they're going to hear these type of conversations. They're going to hear about how current events are aligning with Bible prophecy and how their votes and their decisions and the topics they talk about on their shows have a direct impact on the direction of America as we navigate these end times. So we certainly need to get them on board with the Bible prophecies. And uh, a great way to do that is through... Uh, end time magazine and our reclaim america campaign so join with us every dollar counts that goes towards that um, every little bit will help with the effort go to end usa or give us a call at 1-800-END-TIME tell the operator that you want to contribute to reclaim america we don't want to hold the phones off any longer we've got a few spots left One eight seven seven 877 in times the number to call uh, but we will go to gary in texas gary welcome to end of the age sorry we couldn't get you on while leor was here but we do appreciate you calling welcome gary
6: thank you i, I was wanting to get me take on the coalition government that's forming in israel and hearing reports that netanyahu is out can you give us an update on it
0: you know, I'm not well versed <laughs> enough to be able to do that with excellence. Doug, I don't know about you. No, I, I Their have. Their government uh, is so much different than ours that I start yeah. reading that. And I'm like, man, I don't know how
1: Irvin got into this know, like it's, he did. It's <laughs> My head it's, swimming. It's a mess over there right now. But I mean, the only thing that I have done is kind of uh, skim the headlines. I didn't really look into it very deep uh, because I knew we had this interview coming up and uh, we had already had our our questions geared toward the things that have happened over the past few weeks, and so Gary, I couldn't answer that uh, real well. Uh, tell you what, though, I'll I'll try to research that and get you an email tomorrow. Is that okay? Yeah, that'd be good. All right, all right. Thank you, Gary. Gary already knew. Gary already knew where we stood. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're, we're
6: good well, friends. I, with I was hoping I was hoping to, to get Leor's take on it and what yeah. he saw going forward. You know. yeah, well, that can, would have been so maybe, interesting. Maybe, maybe we can email him, email him and
1: get a response from him and we can send you his response. <laughs> All, right. All
6: right. Well, thank
1: you. Thanks okay. for
0: calling Gary. Gary's a longtime friend of In Time Ministries, longtime supporter. We appreciate Gary so much. And uh, we always look forward to hearing from Gary, whether it be on the phone or through email. We're communicating with him on a regular basis. So we appreciate Gary giving us a call. Uh, Deline from Oklahoma, welcome to End of the Age. Hi. Hi.
7: Hi. I, I, I kind of have two questions. One is, did he? Did Leor say that Israel was like five, over five thousand years old? The heritage, the. I mean, we know there was a beginning, but. He
1: said his family heritage, he can trace it back 500 years, I believe is what he yeah, said. Yeah, he misspoke and said 5,000. He said, I'm sorry, I mean 500 years. Yeah. His so specific
7: family he can track back
1: 500 years. Yeah.
7: Okay, well, I was trying to connect the dots to like around the 6,000 mark, ready to go into the seventh for the millennial. Mm-hmm. But um, just trying to connect the dots. But then the other question is, so you mentioned, uh, they, you asked if they might build that temple... Without the outer court, is that, is your line of thinking, tracking along like, because it says, don't measure the outer court because it will be trampled down by the Gentiles? That's if they built the temple without that outer court, that might be fulfilling a prophecy?
0: Yeah, that's exactly why I asked it, because um, when we were actually in Israel, I asked uh, the rabbi that specifically, because I'm going, he doesn't read the book of Revelation. And so he, I'm just going to ask him, what's he think about that? And he said, well, I already said what he said, but, you know, they would be happy to do that because they'll take whatever they can get. And I was just like, I mean, he's saying that he would agree to what Revelation says is going to happen. So, and he was the leader of the Temple Institute at the time. So to me, that was a huge deal. And then to hear Lior talk about it more from a political perspective, um, to me, it sounds like if, if we can if we can do it with peace, everybody would be down from from a government perspective, from a religious perspective. And so now I'm going, well, I already knew that because of the prophecy, but it makes it all that more real when people who don't study that those specific prophecies would say that they would agree
1: to that. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Darlene, that that space that's just north of the Dome of the Rock. That's where a lot of times they've talked about putting that temple. If you look at a, a view of the Temple Mount uh, and you can do that, you know, like you can Google it and look at it. There's, a, there's quite a bit of real estate there to the north of the Dome of the Rock. And that looks like that would be the perfect location for it. And then that would put the Dome of the Rock in that location. That would be the outer court in that area. So uh, it, it is something that I believe that, you know, they're, they're looking at. And his perspective of it today was more about keeping that in their historical value. As a Jew, that's very, uh, not only a historic site, but it's a religious site for the Jews. And he was really emphasizing that, you know, from a political standpoint, it's very important to them for those two reasons, religiously and from a historical point.
7: Yep. Yeah, and I look at the pictures, and I'm trying to figure out which is north, if it's on my left or my right or in front, you know, because I I haven't been there. I just look at it on a picture. So
0: I think there's I think a um, there's a structure there. I think it's called the Dome of Spirits. Mm-hmm. They believe that that's where the Holy of Holies was, and so it's mm-hmm. basically right about in that spot. Yeah. So if if it's you house. looked up, if you looked up that. Um, using a secure search engine that may or may not be Google, uh, <laughs> you would be yeah. able to find that on a map. The Dome okay. of Spirits, I believe, is what it's called.
7: They leave off the compass rose, you know, that tells you yeah. which direction. But okay, that's what I was wondering. I'm just trying to look for, I'm constantly, my mind's trying to find the, if it's a 6,000 mark because the six, the number of man and a thousand years is like a day to God. So, I'm thinking, the seventh millennium millennial reign. But okay, thank you guys so much. Great program.
0: Thank you, thank Darlene. You. We appreciate your call. When you figure out all those numbers, let us I know because uh,
4: that,
0: that's about I like trying to figure out the Israeli election process. Right. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, thanks go for calling. We always appreciate hearing from you. Now we will. We have a little bit of time left, so we'll go to Gail in Florida. Gail, welcome to End of the Age. Gail, are you there? She just hung up. Gail just hung up. We missed Gail by just a millisecond there, so bummer for that. We will go to South Carolina. Dorothy, welcome to End of the Age.
6: Hey, Vince. Hi, Doug. How are you?
0: Hi, Dorothy. We're doing well. How are you doing?
6: I'm good. Can you hear me okay?
0: We can hear you great.
6: Okay. For people that have not had the benefit of going to Israel... I have a two-part question. Number one, what exactly, I understand that they're going to be building another physical, well, a physical temple now. But what is, what's there now? So Is there any, I mean, is there a structure there? And I heard part of it got destroyed by bombing. So was there part of the structure there?
1: There, there is no Jewish structure there. There's the Dome of the Rock. There's the Alaska Mosque which uh, both of those are Muslim uh, buildings there. So the Dome of the Rock is what you see all the time when you see a picture of Jerusalem. It's uh, right. a huge dome made of gold. And so that's what's there right now. Those are the Muslim uh, holy places. Uh, and what we were talking about before with the Jewish temple, they're, they're talking about the possibility of being able to do that to the north of that Dome of the Rock. And so there, there's a space that you can see that could clearly be. But at this point, there is not a Jewish structure. Now, they are building uh, a an area outside the Western Wall, and a lot of people ask about that structure all the time. But that's simply just going to be an area of prayer. Uh, they separate the men from the women in the prayer, and that's going to be an avenue for where it's going to be kind of shaded, keep everybody out of the sun, and I think even part of it may be air-conditioned. I hadn't looked into the structure all the way. But that's the structure that people are seeing there right now that's by the uh, what we call the Wailing Wall or the Western Wall.
6: Okay, thank you. And I guess I was trying to figure out what they said got damaged by the bombings. Was that...
1: I, I haven't heard you know about that. Did? I, I did not okay, hear I that...
6: heard that it did. Now, at one sure time, the time they did...
1: They burned a tree up because they fired uh, the, uh, the Muslims that were protesting up there fired like some firework type missiles, and they hit a tree and caught a tree on fire. and a lot of people thought that a structure had been destroyed up there close to the Alaska Mosque, but it was just a tree that got burned.
6: Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. All right, well, thank you very much. You guys have a good day.
0: All right, thank you. Thanks, Dorothy. We appreciate you. giving us on a call giving us a call. All right, once again, it was a pleasure to have Lior um, Hayat here with us today. Uh, He is the spokesperson for the foreign affairs for Israel. And he offered a wealth of knowledge and said he'd be interested in coming back on and being a recurring guest for us. So we look forward to having him back in the future to talk about all things Israel. Uh, Doug, any last highlights you want to hit
1: before we wrap up the day? Uh, I just... I think that it's important that we get this perspective, Vince. I think it's important for our listeners to hear it from somebody that's involved in the Israeli government there, and and to kind of understand that the media does have an angle that they kind of report from, and we we need to hear from all sides. And so, I mean, I'm just I thought that it was a great interview, and I'm glad he was here today. So.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you again. uh, I'll say it again. We we survive off of the partnership from you all, you the listener. We offer this show for free on social media and on radio and television, totally free for you to view. We have tons of free resources at our website, endtime.com. We survive from your partnership. So your one-time gifts of about 80 bucks on average, uh, but we get lots of gifts that are $5 and lots of gifts that are $20. That's how End Time operates. That's how we pay the bills. Uh, We have light bills and phone bills and all the things to be able to communicate with you on a regular basis for totally free. So if you're interested in partnering up with us, we would be so grateful. We'll be able to help uh, Jews make Aliyah. That's part of what we do. And also to be able to continue to preach that the second coming of Jesus Christ is just ahead. And in all the stuff between now and then, there's a lot of scary stuff that some people say is scary. But we just tell you, you don't have to be scared. You can have peace and joy through these end times. So go to endtime.com to partner up with us and donate today.
3: This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries.